Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith.
several things going on out there exactly when this thing's going to kick in. Our understanding is that a so-called data preview will begin next week and run through November 30th, at which time FMCSA will begin issuing warning letters and using CSA 2010 scores to target trucking companies for compliance reviews and extra roadside enforcement. So instead of beginning July 1st, 2010, it supposedly starts next week. So the FMCSA has thrown a curve to the trucking industry. So um, we shouldn't see the triple points until November, but with phases of CSA 2010 starting next week, if that's the case, the impact could be greater than expected because law enforcement has not really been trained for this early release. And uh, I want to give out my thanks to uh, Ricky Gooch for uh, sending me a little bit of update on this. He is a uh, independent director for Prepaid Legal Services, and you can find Mr. Gooch at prepaidlegal.com/hub/ricky-gooch. And uh, I also want to touch on the news that is rolling out about the old truck driver shortage. Here we go again. And also, let's touch on truck drivers being classified as unskilled labor. So a lot to discuss during this broadcast. And uh, joining me this evening is uh, my co-host, Barry Stutsky, a 35-year trucking veteran, as we all know, and host of his own blog talk radio show, Self-Reliance Radio. And uh, also on the line with me, uh, we have a lot of lines already full, so uh, we have 50 lines, so if you have trouble, if you're having trouble getting in, just keep trying, and uh, be glad to have you listen in and uh, get you on the air if you'd like. Uh, we still have some lines open. Uh, and also, uh, Donna is uh, hanging on the line with us because she's been kind of following the CSA 2010 and talking to some people, too, so... Uh, Donna, you're live, and Barry, you're live, so uh, uh, how you doing, Barry? You went from one show to another. <laughs> I'm I'm turning into a media mogul, you know. Um, I'm doing excellent. I'm doing great, and uh, I'm just wondering if uh, is talk show host or co-host, is that considered skilled labor or unskilled? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're going to be touching on that later, so... Uh, Probably with the U.S. U.S. Labor Department, they uh, probably probably unskilled. They they tend to to do that, but we're going to be catching in on that. Uh, but yeah, I listened to your show; it was great. And uh, so you took that hat off, and now you've got your trucking hat on, and now we've got you on here. So I appreciate you being here. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be here, Alan. Trust me, trust me. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah, sure. Well, about this CSA 2010, I'm saying that drivers are already feeling the effects of this program because I'm getting emails from drivers who have been given their walking papers because they have uh, one who wrote me had two or three tickets under their belts for something as minor as not wearing their seat belt. And um, I say minor as far as uh, tickets are concerned. Uh, I'm not saying don't wear your seat belt. I mean, by all means do, but... Um, this one driver was told that they were uh, uh, letting them go because with the imp with the impending CSA 2010, their score would not be a good thing for the company. So that's just one example I've received from a driver. Another driver wrote me, and he was an independent contractor, and let's just say he was uh, he was kind of a big guy, uh, and um, I. 
I don't have it in front of me here. The best I remember, his his lease his lease was running up or had to be renewed or something along these lines, and uh, the company uh, just told him uh, wasn't going to be able to uh, renew the lease with him. Uh, because of his size and with the impending CSA 2010 and the sleep apnea testing and the possible BMI, body mass index, uh, probably wouldn't be good for the company. So these are just a few examples I've received. And, and, uh, and, and Barry, this thing, this thing brings up a sore spot with me about this CSA 2010 because all over the net you see everyone writing that there will not be a point system for drivers. And uh, I'm, I'm going on. I'm going on the record right now, and I'm saying that yes, there will be a point system for drivers, and I, and uh, maybe not right now. I don't know how long in the future, but eventually. And it's already to me, it's already coming in the form of the severity rating system. And and uh, another sore spot with me is that trucking companies will be able to view a driver's uh, CSA 2010 record eventually, and. And trucking companies always figure out a way to work around rules and regulations, and and so I'm going to throw out there, give our listeners something to think about, something to call in, uh, that that this viewing of driver records will end up being another form of a DAC report used against drivers, and and uh, uh, like like a company will call another company and say. Um, hey, do you have the CSA report on driver Alan Smith? And the other company will say, yeah, I have it right here. And the um, company will say, well, we're thinking about hiring him. Can you fax it to us? So the company will fax it away, and the new hiring company will see that, oh, Alan has three severity ratings totaling, I don't know, let's say 26 points. And they'll say, okay, we won't hire this guy. So I I see it potentially as another DAC report against drivers, and, and uh, I'm just talking 34 years of trucking here. Hopefully it won't, but but I think that sooner or later, it may take a year, it may take two, whatever, but it will eventually be a system that will work against drivers just like the DAC. And technically speaking, the FMCSA may be able to say right now that there is no scoring system for drivers, but I'm going on the record this evening on Truth About Trucking Live that the severity rating system will act as a scorecard against drivers, and sooner or later a true and actual score rating system will probably come into effect. Because remember, the FMCSA is a governmental agency. And as drivers, have you ever known a government agency that has ever done anything totally for the good of the driver? So there's some food for thought for all, all our listeners, and we want to know what you think about all of this. And our number again, 347-826-9170. And, and Barry and Donna, I'll shut up and right now and let y'all jump in here. Well, I do want to bring up a couple things that came to mind as you were speaking there. Number one, what you said about the driver that was being released due to tickets that he already had. Even though, as of right now, the, the trucking company could not go, the CSA 2010 is not even implemented at this point. And as at the original kickoff, they won't be able to directly put Alan Smith in there and get a safety rating from the CSA, but they're right. well aware of what the severity weight ra- weights are, so they know if they have a driver with a couple tickets and if they know that he was running around with a bald tire and a tail light out, and you know the the, the numbers that they're going to be using, it's, it's extremely complex. Let me put that out there. It's a point system. Uh, that has severity ratings and time influence in there and time, time severity, weighted violation and time, time. 
I mean, you can go on and on, and they come up with a number. So what the trucking companies are looking at is what they know from MVR and things of that nature. So, in fact, they, they know that the driver is going to have uh, points against them. So, so some drivers will obviously lose their jobs pre-CSA 2010. I'm going to tell you the reason why. If a driver is in the employment of a trucking company with a record that has a couple tickets, whatever the, the company decides, even though they release the driver, once this program's implemented, that driver rating will be held against them for like 24 months after the fact. So, so pre-CSA 2010, there will be an effort on the part of trucking companies to, to release drivers that they know will bring down their carrier rating. Okay. Oh yeah. The other thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that these uh, emails you're getting, they're not. Um, I, I mean, in the original kickoff of the program, okay, they, they can't directly access a driver safety rating. On the other hand, they know. Uh, you know, from, from MVRs and things of that nature, who's going to put them at risk. And if they have the driver for, like, you know, a week during this program, in other words, for 24 months, that driver's record will influence the carrier's rating. So that, that's what you're seeing is a uh, kind of a uh, preventative action on the part of the carriers. And, and you know, uh, the other yeah, thing... Yeah, and that's, that's just two examples. I mean, I've I received a lot of emails. Those are, those are just two that I just pulled out, but... Real funny thing here, Barry. Um, Donna, you're on the line, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm just waiting to jump in. I'm. I'm yeah, I want you to jump in because Donna got a call just a, just 30 minutes or so ago. So Donna, tell them about that call. Perfect example of the severity rating system for drivers on CSA 2010. Donna, go ahead. Okay. Well, Desiree, everybody knows Trucker Desiree, and she got stopped. She had uh, picked up her trailer today. She, when she looked at it, it looked, you know, like it wasn't a trailer she would have picked out for sure. But anyway, she took it, and she was randomly stopped for a DOT inspection. And everything checked out perfect, lost everything. And the uh, DOT officer kicked the tires, and this tire went flat. So they shut her down, and of course you can see all. She took pictures of everything. You know Desiree was that calm, calm quarter there. To, she, she just is the Twitter queen. So yeah, took pictures of it all. And uh, I came to change the tire, and when he came to change the tire, he looked at it, and there was an arrow on it. He told her some a mechanic marked this tire which meant it was supposed to be changed. And then he showed her uh, a pinhole. said, and you would have never been able to see this, but obviously something did, and the tire wasn't changed. So whatever happened. Here's a perfect case of uh, maintenance for the, com the company, uh, not taking care of it, and the driver, yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, by that uh, FMCSA violation sheet, about a 50 or 100 pages long, uh, that would have been eight points of uh, violation. Yeah, for the tire. That did get a citation, and that's go back for the three-year look-back. Uh, she doesn't have a lot. She's, you know, it's probably her first one since she's been driving, so it's not going to hurt her, but it's still the principle of the whole thing. Um, you know, how many times can this happen? 
supposing the companies don't maintain their equipment. Okay, I got another call today, earlier, that a guy, uh, he, he refused to take the trailer because it was overweight on the axle. He was reported as difficult and was sent to the terminal, and he was terminated. Um, these are some of the things that go on. When we spoke, getting back to what Alan was talking about, that he believes that this event will be used by companies uh, against drivers. And uh, we had brought this up last month. We had a great meeting uh, with four members of the FCSA, which Candace Tolliver had arranged for us, uh, who also works for the FCSA. And uh, we asked a lot of questions. We didn't have time to finish all our questions. We sent them off in an email as they requested. They took it very serious. Uh, they're going to be getting back the write-up on all these questions that we did for the drivers. Uh, and we did uh, can't the companies use this for uh, an excuse to get rid of a driver. In other words, just like Alan was saying, they called that guy in and said, well, you, got, you know, this would be bad for our company uh, because you've got, you know, too many citations. So they're already anticipating um, things like this. Plus, too, if you're just looking to starve out a driver, uh, squeeze out, okay, then that would be a perfect use. And, of course, this all leads into the driver shortage and the new uh, influx of CDL trainees, and the whole thing is just one big uh, relax, which we can get into later. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's my two cents I wanted to put in there about these two phone calls. Desiree, you know, she's all right now. She's Prior uh, change, you can go on Twitter at Women Truckers and look at all the pictures she took. And uh, she's done a lot of messages in Ray LaHood uh, on Twitter. And actually, I think the good thing has happened because these are the kinds of incidents that will continually happen. And, you know, somebody has to say, okay, at what point isn't the driver responsible? During all of this, and that yeah. even fatigue, uh, everything else. If you're pushing the driver to run, and he's tired, and you're you're out of the servicer off, and you know that they're gonna possibly fire you if you don't do what they say. Just when that guy didn't take that truck, he was over on the axle. So you know, just all part of it. Yeah, and I mean that's uh, we've been seeing that from the very beginning, and uh, we're we're seeing it come in now uh, when it when it hasn't even been implemented in. So it's, it's going to get worse. There's no doubt. Um, let's just get some callers up here. Um, uh, like I said, uh, got a lot of lines full, but still got some lines open if you'd like to uh, join us. Uh, let's get a uh, first caller from area code six one six. Uh, go ahead. You're on the air with Truth About Trucking Live. Hello. Air- <clears throat> Hi. How are you doing? Oh, oh, not too bad. I'm surprised you picked me. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I, I tell you the truth, I don't know much about the the trucking industry laws and and what you're talking about, but it it kind of reminded me of a law that uh, some states have already in place for uh, some businesses as far as uh, when a rehire does call a former employee, they're not allowed to uh, say something negative about that employee. Now, it seems to me that this law is, like, totally going against that as far as uh, the Fair Employment Act. Well, it's, it's going against it a lot, but the way they get around that is because uh, it came down in a ruling that if uh, if the, if the driver can show that the company uh, reported something negative like that, um, they have to show that the company knew that it was false, you know, when they reported it. But that that's very difficult to prove in court and very difficult to prove overall. But um, with the CS, that's mostly on the DAC report. But the CSA 2010, uh, with the severity rating score and everything, I mean, we're just saying that um, there's a lot of lot of problems in that, just like we just talked about where. The driver has poor equipment and has really no control over that. Uh, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. But there's a lot of problems in that with the with the um, uh, employee act, like you're saying. And I, I think we're I think we're just going to see more problems as it progresses. Well, it seems to me. I mean, uh, that I don't know. It's like for uh, industry like warehouse and uh, assembly that an employee that. Uh, gets terminated for, say, uh, failing a drug test, he can go out and get another job without that putting uh, against his employment necessarily. Uh, you know, it all depends on the employer and the questions they ask on their uh, <laughs> on their hiring. But it just seems uh, like a lot of stuff is, you know, getting turned around from uh, the way it used to be compared to the way it is now. Uh, with the trucking industry and, you know, a lot stricter and to the point where uh, not many people are going to be wanting to work uh, in the industry due to how strict it is uh, to the point where uh, I do uh, have a few connections in uh, the alliance uh, membership that uh, say that upcoming uh, tax laws are actually going to be favoring uh, owner-operators rather than uh, companies. Uh, well, well, I mean, there should be something in favor of the truckers, you know, but, I mean, usually in this in this industry, in this OTR industry, the, uh, most everything I've seen in, in, my, in my experience is uh, uh, the driver is usually going to be the one that, that's going to take the, the brunt of things. And uh, I can still see that as the problem with the CSA 2010. And, and as, as I've been getting these emails coming in uh, from drivers already, uh, you know, losing their jobs and the CSA 2010 isn't even here, uh, I think it's just going to uh, just keep getting worse. But uh, that's what we're trying to do and, and discuss it and let them know that, uh, uh, you know, still things are going to be changed. Still things need to be changed. But um I, I, the more I looked at this, I, and I've been looking at this thing quite a bit here uh, this week, and uh, I've been kind of quiet about it, just kind of laying back and watching what everybody's writing and talking about. But 
I still see a lot of problems come with the CSA 2010, and we're already hearing about it from drivers already. So, um, But anyway, appreciate your call. Area code 302, uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Alex. What's up? How you doing, bud? Hi, oh, Patrick. I'm good. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing, doing fine. How you got? It was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's me. Yeah, what's going on? Well, uh, I was just looking at. You know, I'm also logged on to the uh, internet, and Mike and I have been talking about a, a few things that uh, I didn't think was happening. I didn't think they were able to go back three years with this 2010 deal. I thought they had, all of us had to start with a clean slate, so to speak. Uh, it's yeah, I think, new, uh, I, I, think the, I think they can go back three years for the drivers and two years for the companies. Well, yeah, they're going they're going back three years for a fact. That's they can and they all and they will. You will start out with uh, you know the combined uh, violations tickets, uh, you know whatever they did at the uh, <clears throat> vehicle inspections and all. But yeah, they're going back that far. They're actually uh, going back years for the crashes. How do what now? They're actually going back five years for DOT recordable crashes. Uh-huh. Man, have they ever opened up a big can of worms? Yep, yep, they have. And, uh, I mean, we're already, uh, I mean, we've just given you just a few examples right now. And, uh, you know, I've already, I felt kind of sorry for that independent contractor. I mean, you know, he you know, he was just telling me, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a big guy, but, uh they wouldn't. They wouldn't renew them um, uh, because of what they're expecting out of the CSA 2010 with the uh, sleep apnea testing, and and uh, you know part of that is going to be the the driver physical fitness and all that all that ridiculous stuff. Now this now this guy's a 25 year veteran, you know, so the guy knows how to drive. He's safe, but uh, you know Donna, that brings up what we were talking about earlier, uh, knocking out these experienced veteran drivers for the sake of bringing in uh newbie drivers with uh with zero score i i I don't see i don't see the safety in that well that's the irony behind it all alan because all of this is supposed to be to increase highway safety so the the driver shortage that we're starting to hear about is saying that they're going to need thousands of new drivers can you imagine thousands of experienced drivers replacing veteran drivers? Now, I'm not talking about the veteran drivers that uh, do have poor driving skills and a lot of citations and, you know, they're just not drivers, which I don't believe is a very large percentage. I think it's a small percentage. But we're talking about uh, companies anticipating this this score and this evaluation rather than address and take responsibility for their equipment and to maintain uh, their part of the bargain. They're looking at drivers and they're going, well, I think, I think you know, looking at your records, you know, when with say 2010, how many you need to go. And then there's the other part of that, plus they can bring in new drivers with a clean slate, no score, on top of that, if they have a driving school, they'll get the incentives uh, from the, the stimulus package or the grant to bring them in. And if they have a training program, there you go. Then that's more grant stimulus money or however it's going to be set up. So 
the whole thing, the, the driver shortage and the companies uh, using say 2010 as part of the excuse uh, to get rid of drivers, uh, I think the FMCSA meant to get rid of bad drivers, but as we all know, uh, there's always going to be a loophole found uh, in this industry. So. Yeah, I know, and, and you know, um, you know, Barry, all week I was thinking about this thing, and like I said, I've been just kind of laying low and watching what everybody's writing and talking about, and, and um, you know, I got to thinking, um, you know, we have, uh, and I don't want to get into politics, but when you talk about trucking, you've got to get into politics a little bit because it evolves around politics, but, you know, we have the uh, nationalized health care now, and the next thing on the agenda is uh, amnesty for the illegals and uh, opening the borders. And mm -hmm. I just was thinking, well, isn't that funny that, um, and that's probably going to be the, the next big thing, probably 2011. They're going to try to, uh, Harry Reid said that's the next thing that they're, they're going to be trying to push through. Probably won't get to it this year, but we'll get to it 2011. So I thought, well, how, how ironic uh, if they're looking at amnesty and they're wanting to reopen the borders um, in 2011, how ironic that how that would coincide with the full implementation of CSA 2010 and 2011. You see where I'm going? I know exactly where you're going because I, I you know, was thinking the same thing. Um, Were you? The ATA, the ATA claims there's 20,000 uh, driver shortage right now. They're also claiming by 2014 there's going to be another 114,000. And, in fact, Congress tried to bring the foreign trucking companies up here to, to run our freight, and that failed. So, as such, yeah, having a couple million uh, additional potential CDL drivers with uh, with clean records would be helpful for them. So, I, I wouldn't put anything past them. I mean, they, you know, as far as there being a driver's shortage, give me a break. You know, I, I think seriously that what there is is a shortage of highly qualified, experienced drivers who are willing to run for chump change. I, I have a feeling if they uh, came up with the right rate, that there's no driver shortage. I, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. Um, you know, and that reminds me. You know, uh, you know, OTR truckers they run all over the United States, and running that many miles, sooner or later, you're going to see those flashing lights in your rearview mirror. And with so many miles being run in the Northeast, you never know when you're going to be the next guy that gets pulled over. So if, if you ever get a speeding ticket or any kind of moving violation anywhere in the state of New York, the first thing you need to do is contact traffic attorney Michael Palumbo and let him work for you to keep those points off of your CDL. Never plead guilty to a moving violation. The first thing you need to do if faced with a ticket in the state of New York is to attack that ticket, plain and simple. Here's Michael Palumbo, attorney, former police officer, and founder of AttackThatTicket.com. Support for AttackThatTicket.com has been so overwhelming that I wanted to personally thank you. We have a simple message. Don't plead guilty as charged before you check our website or give us a call. Our website shows you the true cost of the fines, points, and additional penalties you can often receive from the DMV that the court doesn't tell you about. And when people call us and it doesn't make sense to use an attorney, we'll tell you, just pay the ticket. But when you need a lawyer, we really know how to put the law on your side. Look, I'm a former police officer. I've been there. 
I've used the radar, and I know that at certain times it doesn't work. That's just something you can't learn in law school. When you use us, we charge one low flat fee. You never have to take off time from work. You never have to come to court. We'll do everything for you. So if you get a ticket, go to our website or give us a call toll-free at one eight seven seven ninety nine no ticks before you send it in. We'll tell you when you need us, and more importantly, when you don't. Thanks so much for your support. Attack that ticket. So keep those points off of your CDL. Any moving violation of any kind anywhere in the state of New York, Attorney Michael Palumbo at attackthatticket.com. And right here on Truth About Trucking Live, we have a special news alert. Barry, a news alert right here on Truth About Trucking Live. The United States is facing a truck driving shortage. Just like we were talking about a truck driver shortage, it is now being estimated, and here's the estimated numbers I have, Barry, is being estimated that the driver shortage could be close to 200,000 this year and could grow to about 400,000 in 2011 and 2012. So all of you experienced drivers who have been laid off or can't find work, all of you CDL graduates who uh, completed school over a year ago and still haven't been hired, well, your worries are over because we're looking at a driver shortage. So, Barry and, and Donna, I don't know. I mean, is the recession over and now there's just not enough drivers out there? I mean, what do you think, Barry? Uh, well, my, I'm looking at a post by the ATA claiming just what you said, too. We predict the need for 200,000 new long-haul drivers to come into the industry over the next 10 years or else. So uh, it would appear the recession's over. That's all uh According to them, I don't know that the unemployment rate posted local here is 15 percent. I'm sure it's quite a bit higher than that. So, uh, well, I heard, yeah, I heard right here in Ocala it's 15.4 percent. Yeah, it is. It is. So I'm 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 not clear on on what the screaming's about, you know, because there's drivers, uh, there's millions of people laid off. I'm sure some of them are drivers. And, and you run the interstate, Alan. I mean, you, you wouldn't even need to see any statistics when you're out there to see there's less freight moving than there was a couple of years back. I mean, it got scary about last December. I mean, it just was like a ghost town out there. But, but I mean, it's nothing like it used to be. So for every truck that you're not seeing out there at night, you, you know there's a driver somewhere who's not working. So I, I think there should be more of a surplus than a... Uh, Oh, well, oh, I mean, there is. There's plenty of drivers, and I've always said there's never been a shortage, and there still isn't a shortage. This is just a thing that they come up with, uh, to be quite frankly, just to suck the students in. I mean, I guess they're not making enough money with freight, but, you know, you get a student in there for $6,000 a pop, they can uh, they can make decent money. So, And, Donna, you see the same thing, right? Well, absolutely. Well, we just got an email. Um, actually, you helped a fellow uh, through the email. Uh, experienced driver, I'm not sure how many years. His company's paying him, everybody get ready for this, 19 cents a mile. Now that's, yeah. Yeah, he big said, money. Yeah. And and he, he asked you and you had sent him to Jim McCormick. Uh, for uh, uh, another company because he said he just can't make it anymore on 19 cents a mile. So what we're seeing with the driver shortage is uh, an anticipated influx of student trainees who are being hired for a few months 
at about 14 or 15 cents a mile. And then they say a few months. Most of them, the retention rate on them is very low. Uh, and there you go with the 125% turnover rate. And they'll leave and they'll bring in more student drivers. And it's really uh, a business of the turnover rate. Driver shortage is the same old story as it's always been. And really the problem, Mary, hit on the head. There's not a driver shortage. It's a, a driver uh, acceptance. People don't want to drive for 19 cents a mile. They don't want to what? Drive for 19 cents a mile. Well, of course not. And I think that was – I remember that email. I get so many, and and we've got um, – uh, been getting a lot of phone calls too. We're happy to take phone calls here at the office when I'm in, and and uh, so we, you know, we 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 talk a lot to drivers, not just through email, but over our office phone as well. And Donna, he was the one I think uh, didn't they stick him in a team operation, and he didn't want team. And uh, he solo. Uh, I think yeah. he was willing to do team, but you know, it was just the 19 cents, and that's about the lowest that anybody's ever written. I've, I've never heard. Anything like that for uh, experienced drivers? Yeah, well, that's just taking that's just taking a uh, obviously just advantage of them, you know. And a lot of drivers will go, well, who would work for 19 cents a mile? Well, you know, you've got to put food on the table somehow, so you just take what you can. But that that's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, that's what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, I remember him. <laughs> I, uh, I sent him over to James McCormick, but uh, uh, caller from area code 702, welcome to the show. Go ahead. Calling from area code seven zero two. Yeah, uh, hello. There. Yeah, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Yeah, hi, welcome. Uh, I, I'm the guy that I think Donna was talking about. We got fired for refusing to take the uh, over axle weight load. Oh, was that, yeah, you called us late earlier today. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, and, and, uh, and go ahead. I'm not working right now. I live over here in the Henderson, Las Vegas, uh, Nevada area, and it seems like uh, there's not very many companies that are hiring over here. Well, that's that's really odd since there's a driver shortage, don't you think? Yes, I do. I I was really <laughs> surprised to hear that. Well, I mean they they come they come up with this driver shortage, and you know these these organizations they. They throw that out there, and the, and the mainstream media jumps on it. But here, here's a tip for the mainstream media, and I know some of them listen to us here. So here's a tip for you, all of you uh, mainstream media people out there. If you really want to know what's going on with the trucking industry, uh, talk to drivers. Because uh, here, here, here we have the, the caller on the phone. Uh, they're not hiring out there, but yet there's supposed to be a driver shortage. So... Uh, uh, what was your name again? Don. Yeah, Don. So, uh, so you're you said you're out there in the Las Vegas area? Yes, I am. Yeah. So, and this thing with the with the overweight, you were you were 250 was it 250 pounds overweight? Not much, but still, uh, you get a ticket for overweight. You're the one responsible for it. And so, instead of just uh, offloading it or doing what a company can do to do that, they just said adios, huh? 
That's right. Yeah, yeah, and they said that it wasn't any big deal, and I tried to tell them that if anything were to happen, that it was going to be on me. And this load that I had was, was going from Carrollton, Texas, which is right in the middle there of Dallas-Fort Worth, going to Riverside, California, which would have meant that I would have been going westbound across the Banning Scales, which everybody knows is the worst uh, the worst chicken coop uh, in the United States to be going across. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you know, I don't care if it's 100 pounds. I mean, uh, that's... You know that's totally up to the driver. I mean, I, I'll admit I've gone through, I've gone around scales uh, a few times in my life. But you know, if you're not comfortable with it, if if the driver's, it's totally up to the driver. And you know, drivers have plenty of responsibilities. Trucking companies have responsibilities. We understand that, but they're going to have to stand up to the plate and take more responsibility and listen to the drivers, especially with the CSA 2010. I mean, 250 pounds. Not very much, but you certainly had the right to refuse that load, and for them to just fire you over something like that uh, gives a great insight as to uh, problems ahead of us on the CSA 2010, don't you think? Yes, I do, and I, uh, I don't know if this is the right forum to be addressing this or not, but this company is based in Texarkana, Arkansas, Southern Refrigerated Transport, and I would recommend it and to anyone who's listening to this program, if you're looking for a job right now, find another company besides SRT because you'll, you'll end up facing the same problems here sooner or later, probably sooner. Well, yeah, well, I think there's a, a, a lot of companies out there that do this, and, and uh, so... So when did this happen to you again? I was uh, in and out on parts of the conversation. I know you called our office here, and Donna was talking to you. Was this just recently? This happened last year. I've been out of work for almost a year now. So how come you're having problems? Uh, what, did, did they put it on your deck? Well, I really I don't know. I don't have a, a, a real recent copy of my deck. But there was another company I just put an application in with that I thought was a pretty decent company. I haven't heard any real bad things about them. Uh, Gordon Trucking, which is they're uh, based out of Washington, and uh-huh. I just talked with one of the recruiters today, and and she told me that they denied my application. So I'm kind of like back at square one again. Well, yeah, I know Gordon Trucking. Uh, they're headquartered out of Washington State. They also have uh, offices in California. They're a good company. Well, I would look at your DAC report because uh, uh, they might have put something on there. And, you know, once again, we get back on this retaliation tool called the DAC, but we're working on that behind the scenes, which we'll we'll um, let everybody know about when the time is right. But, um, you know, there is a um, – you can go to a website, Don. It's called Justice for Truckers. Dot com. Uh, yeah. They're a they're a law firm out of the state of Minnesota, but uh, man, they, they're on fire uh, helping drivers clean up their DAC report. So if you want to check your DAC and and contact uh, Truckers for Justice or JusticeForTruckers.com, uh, they can probably help you get that thing cleaned up. Yeah, I opened up a claim with OSHA. And I know that uh, that the, the the safety director from SRT he had sent uh, the uh, OSHA inspector a uh, 
an email attachment. In fact, I'm taking a look at it right now, which was dated February 23rd of this year. And this guy made up a, I mean, it was a complete, total fabricated lie regarding the, um, um, regarding the, what what happened leading up to my being terminated. I mean, this, this is just a big lie. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's really a shame that these companies like SRT are able to get away with this type of uh, nonsense. Oh, I, I totally agree. And uh like I said, we'll um uh we're we're I I'm not I'm not gonna say much right now, but we're working on that and uh I, I see changes coming for DAC, so but uh check with um uh check with uh justicefortruckers dot com. I think they can help you there. But anyway I appreciate your call and, and good luck to you and keep in uh keep in contact with us and let us know. But uh, I've um I busted out on the net five years ago talking about this DAC scam and and um, uh, took a lot of heat from from a lot of people. But uh, just like you're saying, uh, they can put lies on there and they do it every day. So uh, keep in t- keep in touch with us and let us know how everything's going there. Um, but check that website because they they can help you uh, take care of that. So uh, area code seven zero one. Uh, welcome to the show. Go ahead. How are you doing, Alan? I'm good. Okay, that guy that just called, if he's looking for a job, I got one for him. Do you? And it's, yeah. How would, okay. uh, how would, huh? Oh, go ahead. Okay, how would I get in contact with him? I can, um, I can get, uh, get his, well, here, let me just open up his line and he'll probably. Let, let him I'm one of your I, I'm one of your let Facebook him. friends anyway. Oh, are you? So if you'd rather do, yeah. Well, let me see. Uh, hey, Don, I've got you pulled up here. Uh, this guy says uh, he's got a job for you. Did you want to uh, give your email out, or do you, do you want us to uh, do something in private for you, or what can we do to help? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I was when I was talking to Donna earlier today. I have your email address, which was in, info at truthabouttrucking.com. Uh huh. And if it would be all right, I can just go ahead and send you an email there, and then I, I guess we can take it from there if that would be all right, and then you can forward it. Would that work? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, well, uh, uh, it what was your name again? Mike Baker. I'm one Mike. of your Facebook friends. Okay. Uh, well, how's that sound? He'll just sh- he'll shoot us an email, and uh, we'll uh, we'll provide that to you on uh, on Facebook. How's that? Okay, that'll work. All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. What do you think about all this stuff we're talking about? It, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we get what we hear mostly from. So I'm going to write down your name here, and okay. uh, I know I know who you are. I've seen you on there and stuff. So. Uh, well, thanks. That's uh, that's that's part of this whole social media, you know, drivers yeah. coming together and helping one another. So uh, I really appreciate you calling and uh, and and you know helping this guy out because he's just got he just got tackled by the same old thing that's been going yeah. on for years. So um, yeah, I'll shoot his email to you, his contact info to you on Facebook. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Okay. Thanks a lot, and um, 
Don, thanks for calling, and we'll get that to you, too. I've got it all written down here, and I'll shoot that over to Donna, and, and she'll take care of that. And, and uh, you know, I want to mention here, too, real quick, um, um, just a little thing here I found that I think truckers would be interested in. You know, with, with technology the way it is, trucking has changed quite a bit. I mean, we've got laptops, Internet access, iPhones, iTouch, iPads, and, of course, many truckers run the road with an XM or Sirius satellite radios. And, Barry, I know that you carry your satellite radio with you, and right now you have it sitting in the cup holder, right? Yeah, yeah, I have it. Uh, <laughs> not professionally mounted, but it works. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you, if you're having trouble finding a place to sit, stick your satellite radio or iPhone or whatever, you need to get yourself a tree frog pad. And I've got two of them right here, Barry. I'm going to give you one because nothing sticks or grips like the tree frog pad. And I know many of you probably haven't even heard of this thing, but it's a it's an incredible thing. Just just put it on any surface, like on the dash of your truck, and then just place your satellite radio or your iPhone or whatever on the other side, and it will stay right there and won't move or fall off. It's super sticky, super grip. It doesn't leave a residue or anything like that, and it can be used over and over again. And it can be used for a ton of purposes in the in the truck, at home, on the lake, just anywhere. So I wanted just to get that out there. I want to uh, let everybody check it out at treefrogpad.com. Um, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. And, Barry, I've got one here uh, that I'll bring to you, and uh, you, you won't have to leave that uh, satellite radio sitting in your cup holder. How about, how about I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give it the 100,000-mile test, what do you think? And if that satellite, because I got a new one, and what happened was whatever they gave me, it ended up on the floor, and I just grabbed a little glowing box in the middle of the night and put it in the cup holder, and I've been doing that ever since. I know it's not the best thing. But, yeah, I'll give it a try. That sounds pretty cool. Oh, it's incredible. I've got it right here on my desk. So, And, and Donna surprised me a few weeks ago and got me a serious satellite radio, so I'm going to be doing the same thing. So check it out treefrogpad.com so and and donna i'm going to give you this um uh, when we hear from don and you can get a hold of mike on facebook and uh that's what this whole social media thing's about isn't it well that's it's just incredible um the phenomenon that's going on with social media uh actually um I was tweeting out today uh, on our Ask the Trucker. Um, I guess we'll just have to, to break just a bit. We, we made the um, cover of Trucker's News, uh, one of the feature, the feature article, and we were on the cover along with um, uh, Desiree, and we see Sandy Long was on it, and a couple other people, but uh, it was pretty cool. We uh, noticed it last night, uh, kind of just by going through Facebook, but it, it, it's all about social media, and truckers, the article. So if you want to pick up the trucker news, Todd Dills is the senior editor over there. Absolutely fantastic guy. Uh, always looking out for drivers. I'd have to say one of the best uh, magazines uh, out there. Uh, he's part of Overdrive Magazine, and um, I believe E Trucker. Yeah, but, it's a uh, truck, tr- Trucker's News. It's the number one trucking magazine in the industry, and uh, it's the uh, official publication of NATSO. So it's at all the truck stops. Uh, I mean, Pilot has their own own magazine, but uh, 1,100 uh, truck stops across the country. Uh, so yeah, it, it's a good magazine. I've been reading it for years, and. Uh, 
and you can pick it up at any other any other truck stops. And uh, got another caller here. We've got about 30 minutes here to go, and then I want to get into a little bit of the unskilled labor thing if we can. Uh, area code 909. Uh, you're live on the air. Go ahead. Well, hi. <laughs> it's it's Suzanne Spirit. Hi. Well, hi, Suzanne. Hi, you guys. How are you oh. all doing? Oh, we're doing great. How are you? Great. I'm fine. Um, thank you for asking me to call in today. It's a well, glad pleasure. to have you. <laughs> glad to have you. Well, you're out in California um, out there, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yes, we are. <laughs> we do the concerts um, two days a week, every Sunday and every Tuesday at the Travel Centers of America East. I do country music, and we yeah, are blessed. Huh? You what? We were looking at it last night. It's wonderful. What a wonderful uh, site. Oh, I feel so blessed to be able to entertain the truckers from, you know, all across the country and Canada, and it's just to be able to give, you know, them a few moments of rest and relaxation and some fun is just, I feel so lucky. Yeah. Well, what's uh, your what, website, Suzanne? Yeah, what's your website? It is SuzanneSpirit.com, so it's S-U-S-A-N-N-E-S. P like Paul, I, R like Roger, I, T like Tom, dot com. Okay, SuzanneSpirit.com. Yes, yes. All right, well, great, and, great. And, yeah, uh, I've been doing this there. We've been down there for well, a few years now, and then the last last couple of years have been there for two days a week. And, you know, the things you talk about, we get to meet and share the hearts of all the men and women on the road, and it's tough out there. <laughs> it's tough yeah, it to is. a lot of them. It is. Oh, yeah. And things you're I was listening to your show, and the things you're saying is so true, and that's why I always feel honored. I mean, many times, you know, like some of the drivers, they won't even have the $12 to get out of the travel centers. We'll give it to them. It's like, you know, we have to get you out of there and get you on the road, and so there's... I, you know, with our, with entertaining, our, our, our hopes too are that just to give them encouragement and honor and hope to go forward and, and that maybe together we can all make a difference for their lives. Oh, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you calling in and letting yeah. us know, and we'll get that out there. And and uh, just appreciate you having you, having you on the show. Well, thank you, and any drivers listening, please stop by. We have a hospitality booth. We have dog adoptions in the morning, <laughs> which is really yeah. neat. They bring dogs that are about to be put to sleep, and, the, and drivers can adopt them. And then we're going to be starting our own TV show, and that's really exciting. And we're getting a lot of our fans and, and our members that are, you know, the things you're talking about today, it's in the hearts of every driver out there. So maybe together we can all, through, like you said, the media, we can all help change things for these people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, so, well, great. Well, uh, yeah. now that you're a TV show, when's that starting? Well, we're in development on it. Um, RFD, T, RFD, TV, <laughs> sorry. They really love the idea, and what our show would be is based on our concerts. But so that we can show America the heart of the truckers. Um, years ago, truckers 
my mom and I would drive back and forth from Minnesota to California, and we were really poor. And it was always like somebody had died or something bad. And, and truckers, they got us out of ditches. They fixed our broken cars, and they fed me steak. And I was like, oh, I love them. And I never, I never forgot that. And that's how this whole thing started being out there. It's always, you know, you leave there and you feel really good, and that's why I've continued doing it. And so with this show, we would just base it around us being there at the concerts and meeting the different drivers and knowing more about them and um, and their their talents. Like we have trucker talent contests that are so fun and it's amazing the talent that's out there. We also do trucker pet talent contests too. So it's like right. We we try to have a good time, but so so our show would incorporate. It's really about the truckers. The music's secondary, but it's about the truckers. And we hope to include their problems and their issues on that show as well, while entertaining people and showing the love of of these men and women. Well, that's great. Well, that's uh, that's where this social media has really kicked off, and and uh, I think that's great. So yeah, we'll just uh, check out uh, Suzanne's site at suzannespirit.com. And again, thanks uh, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. And uh, just uh, check in with us and let us know how everything's going. So. Anything that can help the truckers is 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 a good thing. So I I appreciate it and and uh, well we're down to about what about twenty twenty minutes or so. Um, uh, Barry, I want I still wanted to touch on uh, uh, the CSA twenty ten. You know it's going to be flying around out there for quite some time. Uh, but let's look at this um, this classifying drivers as unskilled you were touching on that 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 got a lot of people riled up and and um, i've always said that the u.s department of labor classifies truck drivers as unskilled labor for one main reason and that is simply to keep wages down here in the u.s and barry you know as well as i do we can go right down here on the florida turnpike and go south on highway 27 toward Lake Okeechobee and down to South Bay and Belle Glade, you know, way down there in the boonies. And, uh, there. Yeah, yeah, I know you have. And uh, there's hundreds, of, if not thousands, of, uh, of uh, I know, illegals living and working down there in these areas out there in the citrus groves. I mean, it's cheap labor. It's unskilled labor. The government and the uh, Department of Labor I say just wants them here in order to keep wages in the U.S. down. So when you have 4 million truck drivers and 8 million CDL holders who are who are potential uh, upcoming active truck drivers with more on the way due to the due to this silly driver shortage scam uh, that they keep alive, then that's a lot of workers who, if became reclassified as skilled workers, would drive wages up, which has always been a problem with trucking anyway. Wages it's changed that much for truckers in the last 15 to 20 years or so. We just heard about a guy at 19 cents a mile. Um, so, Barry, how do you feel with your 35 years of truck driving experience? It doesn't matter. In the eyes of the U.S. Department of Labor, you are an unskilled worker. <laughs> I know. And, and my, yeah, I, I, I tell you, I'm a better driver than I am a talk show dude, you know. Um, but in in my this is going from memory i believe that unskilled means that you have that it requires less than 30 days training is that accurate uh yeah that that's one that's one of the cr- criteria yeah and i'm kind of wondering if you 
give someone 30 days training and, and let them loose on Donner Pass, what you're going to get So <laughs> in the winter. <laughs> so it's Yeah, well, well, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you know, I mean, they go to school. You you have to go to school for four to six weeks. Then you're out with a trainer. You, you certainly surpass that 30 days, but, uh, you know, it's like you said. I mean, I, I like to just stick them in an 18-wheeler and, and shoot them down there to, to – Queens or the Bronx for a day and and see see if there's any skill involved there, you know. Actually, I've been there too. That's something. Seems like me and you've been to some of the same places. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Drag, dragging a 53 foot trailer around South Philadelphia and uh, trying to back down an alley into a blind side into a loading dock. I just think there's more than 30 days required for that. And I know personally. I mean, it, it seemed like it took forever to, you know. I mean, it was. It's certainly a matter of months. So, what do you feel that they give it an unclassified simply to keep the wages lower? And if it was a or a classified, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Alan? Uh, oh well, I think that's that's all it is. I mean, it has to. It. I mean, it has to. It has to do with a global. You know, on a global scale. I wrote an article about it and um, kind of got people fired up. But I think that's all it is because you know they were talking about um, a, a year or so ago, whenever it was to uh, charge out, and, and I don't have any anything against, you know, people coming here uh, to America, obviously. I mean, it's liberty, it's it's freedom, but but just, you know, just do it legally, you know, that's all I'm saying. But, uh, you know, Barry, a few years ago they were going to put out there, uh, they were going to send the force out there and round up all the, uh, round up as many uh, illegals as they can and get them back, and you heard about one or two little roundups, and then it ended, and then you never heard about it again. And I just feel that they don't—they want them here. I mean, that's that—they—they oh. they, they absolutely have—they want them here to keep wages down, and that's—that's that's the main reason. That—that's the—that's why uh, it continues to go on. And now I just said a little while ago that the next big thing is amnesty, and uh, they're pushing for. Uh, this NAFTA thing and opening the border, so uh, I, I don't think amnesty is going to go through. I think that's absolutely impossible. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Opening the border, maybe, but uh, it's just going to keep pushing drive wages down, and that's that's the only reason uh, we're classified as unskilled, and the only reason they're keeping them here. That's my opinion. Well, well, yeah. I, I mean, and and they say a person like you, if you if you mention that geez, this doesn't look like it's looking right here, uh, you get a label slapped on you. You're a conspiracy guy and that you hate uh, you hate whoever it is. I mean, I don't care if they're from Mars. You know, you're you're a, a racist against Martians, and uh, and you get all these labels slapped on you. And here's the God's honest truth. When when people like that are, are, are working for oppressive wages with no benefits, and especially if they're working illegally, there's no OSHA protections. If they break their leg, it, you know, tough and they're out of work. And, uh, you know, I, 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 they're, they're the ones that are oppressing those people. If they gave a damn about them, they'd, they'd, they'd uh, you know, they'd stop using the, the country of Mexico just for its cheap labor and force those people who don't want to work for a dollar fifty an hour to come up here and work for $5 an hour, which seems like a lot of money to them. But... You know, I, I just think it's all about it's all about the, the cheap labor, and and um, 
I know what it did to the when the construction industry was actually in Florida. I mean, I know that it crushed the wages for the for the drywall hangers and and things like that. And there's people trying to put their kids through college here too. So at some point, um, they're, they're probably going to uh, just allow the Mexican truck program to happen and to kind of make an end run around the amnesty thing because that's going to be a tough go for the political leaders. But it's, it's yeah. ultimately it's all it's all about the money, Alan. It's always all about the money, and benefits are really expensive. You know, health health care policies are really expensive, and and uh, you know uh, there, there's a lot of uh, compliance and workman's comp, and there's all kind of things that they're avoiding. So so I really think that they're they're you know they're victimizing the people, not not looking to help them, not by a long shot. So, no, well I just sit here and I look back at this thing and. Sometimes I'll get to blogging and writing and come up with an idea for a show, and then sometimes I'll just sit back kind of quiet for a while and see what everybody else is thinking. And then, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just look at this, um, look at everything as a big picture, you know, the amnesty, the NAFTA, the CSA 2010, uh, truck drivers as unskilled labor, and they're all just kind of in correlation with one another just to keep the – keep the wages down and and really keep the uh um, the the workers here in America that and especially our truckers who keeps America moving uh that's what I was saying a little bit earlier you know I mean uh, with the FMCSA maybe their intentions are good uh but it's kind of hard to come up with any kind of governmental policies that has ever been implemented for the sole purpose of the good of the driver. It seems like the driver, uh, especially in the OTR industry, is always the one that's going to that's going to get it in the end. I mean, that's the way it's always been, and and uh, I, I just have a lot of a lot of doubt with the CSA 2010. I just see a lot of problems coming up with it. Yeah, and you know we're probably gonna we're gonna get the conspiracy label slapped on us again for this show, right? Uh, that that happened a while back, and just because there's a black helicopter that says CSA 2010 on the tail fin doesn't mean I'm paranoid, you know? Yeah. Well, but, I mean the thing is we're already hearing we're already hearing from oh. from drivers that are the CSA 2010 is not even here yet, and uh already knocking them out of a job you know it is absolutely ridiculous i mean these are veterans with years of experience and miles under the belt and this is all supposed to be about safety well i can throw some stuff up there now these are not i want to emphasize these are not my words and uh anything that i'm thinking this is directly from the fmsca website regarding csa 2010 and we got a minute i want to throw some facts out there according to them okay yeah. And a lot of the concern that drivers have, and, and me, one of them, you know, I'm still out there. I mean, I'll be out rocking and rolling tomorrow, and, and we all uh, want to know where we're where we're at with things, and, you know, we want some kind of job security. Okay, so this is directly off the FAQs on their page. Will CSA 2010 assign safety ratings to individual CMV drivers? Answer, no. Okay, then you, you go a little further. Motor carriers who hire drivers will not have access to the driver assessment tool in the SMS. Okay, so in other words, only the the, the people that are running the, the CSA 2010 program will have direct access to the driver records. Okay, so someone who casually went through the website would say, well, they, nobody can pull this data down on me. That's okay. The motor carriers will, however, have access to data through the Driver Pre-Employment Program, P PSP. 
So, so in other words, the data that's collected by CSA 2010 will be accessible through a program called PSP. So, so kind of, you know, I'd be nasty here, but it seems like somebody's talking out two sides of their mouth. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. We haven't even brought that up, but yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. Uh, all right, here I'm gonna read a little more. Okay, the pre-employment screen. So in other words, if you want to get a job, you're gonna and you will give permission. You have no choice. Okay, you're you're gonna. This is a something that will happen absolutely, 100 positively, 100 percent of the time. So this PSP program does have access to all this stuff. Okay. So uh -huh. even though they're not directly putting the, the 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 CSA safety number that you may have out there, they just hand the data over to another agency. You with me? So the PSP is mandated by Congress and it's designed to help the motor carriers. Blah 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 blah. Um, mm -hmm. So in fact, uh, what 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 the PSP will uh, crash crash and inspection activity associated with the driver over the previous three years of inspections and five years of crashes. Okay, so 36 months, in fact, of, of your data will be available to the trucking companies, you know. So it's, it's kind well, of a weird thing. Know, but yeah, well, I, I, not to interrupt you, but it, it's uh, I, I hadn't even thought of that, that system, but you're absolutely right, and that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, these 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 companies are always going to find a way around things. I mean, I guarantee it. It's 34 years talking here, so they're going to yeah. find a way around it, and you just came up with a way for them to find it, and that's how uh, this thing could turn into just another form of a DAC report because they're going to they're going to share it with one another. I guarantee you, and and you just came up with a, a form of how they can do that. And, and Alan, but but here's here's the thing. And I, I was just scrolling through the FAQs, and this is from their site. These, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm reading right off something I printed out here. So this is in existence, and it will, uh, and it will pull up all that kind of, all that data. So you can call it what you want. You know, you can call it a background check. You can call it a you can call it what you want. But the data that that they're put, putting together will be accessible, and you know, um, once yeah. the company gets the data. And yeah, you have to give them permission. But the, the bottom line is, uh, you know, everything you did for the last five years, or accident-wise, and three years, uh, uh, inspection-wise, and, and whatever is, in fact, going to be available. So it's, it's so so it's a matter of uh, you know linguistics here. You know, so you don't call it that; you call it this. But nonetheless, mandated by Congress, and it already exists. So it, it's common. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to be out there. Um, another concern I had is. Uh, one of the things about the. Do you have any callers online? Could pick them up, up on them, Alan, if you. If you can. Uh, I've got a lot of callers on, but we've got everybody on, and uh, the other ones are just listening, and the chat room is listening, so we're oh. good right now. I think I've got everybody. Okay, because yeah, because if I go into a bloviation uh, uh, situation sometimes, okay, the driver has no way that I can see to see exactly where they stand. So unless you got one serious memory over the last three to five years, depending. Um, especially when it comes to inspections, you don't know. So that's number one challenge I got with this thing. I mean, if you're going to track somebody, if you're going to essentially keep a point system, you know, if you want to know what your uh, driving record is MVR, you can get access to that. But if people are going to keep points on you, you know, that drivers should be able to access their own data. The other thing is, is if you work for an unsafe carrier, okay, deemed by this original data that they pulled down, 
the DOT is going to say, and, and you work for ABC Trucking, ABC Trucking is going to red light on their laptop, okay? Hey, this, mm -hmm. this is a company that we're really looking for. So drivers who happen to work for a company who's already on the hot list, whatever you want to call it, they're going to get pulled in for a lot more inspections. So it's kind of a double dose of, uh, for, for a driver who, through no fault of their own, happens to work for a company, and they won't know it, but they'll notice they're going to be pulled in a whole lot. So they are going to target companies that have bad ratings based on the information that they're starting the program with. So. Yeah, and and uh, I was just thinking about what you're saying. I think, uh, Donna, there is a drivers can see what's on their data, right? Because they can just go to uh, the FMCSA uh, data queue system. Oh, oh, okay. That's what we discussed. On they can still go through uh, the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, we had discussed that earlier. I guess if they find some um, incorrect inspection or in, uh, incorrect information on their data, they can go through the FMCSA's data queue system and challenging it challenge it but uh, yes. I don't have I don't have it here in front of me but drivers can um, uh, see their see their data by using the uh, um, Freedom of Information Act so and then and then after Donna was saying reminded me that after it starts uh, they have to go through the uh, what is it NIC technologies which we discussed earlier but but anyway anyway go ahead Barry <laughs> oh no no no! I'm 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 listening. Yeah, NIC Technologies is, is who's running this PSP program. I, I I'm going from memory. Through. Yeah, well, that's a good point you brought up. You know, and I it, it hadn't even crossed my mind because I was I was so focused on just uh, the sheer fact that I I just know how the industry works and that this information will be shared one way somehow one way or the other by companies I, I mean i just know it they'll find a way around it and uh, uh you just came up with it right there that's one way it's just yeah I mean, i'm reading this thing I'm, it's a sleight of hand okay it, it, uh -huh. we're, we're 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 gonna say hey we're not going to publicly release your data and then but not call this but we'll call it something else else and, and we're going to release your data so Will it be available to truck companies? Absolutely, yes. Do you need to give them permission? Yeah, but if you're out looking for a job, then you know you, you got to do what you got to do. So once it's public, it's public. So so basically, if uh, if uh, and as far as challenging it, I I still couldn't find anywhere. I I know that you can go to that. Uh, oh goodness, what was the name of it? Uh, that data, that queue, data system. queue system. Yeah, there is a way. Okay, I was going to yeah. bring that up. And you, if you go to FMSNA uh, and you can go to Data Queue and you can challenge something, the the question is, how do you know what in the world is on there? Unless, in fact, you had, for example, you you had a. Okay, let me give you an example. Uh, I had a, a tire that put me out of service for a tire that was legal. Okay, I knew what to do, and I, the vast majority of inspections I had have been fair and professional. Let me put that out there first. Legal tire, I knew it was legal, and the guy said, you're out of service, and I knew what to do. I called the tire company. The tire company came out. The guy looked at the tire. He said to me, this tire is legal, and I said, I know. Just put a new donut on there, buddy, and and a situation like that, I mean, I'm knowing that the violation is, is wrong, so uh, yeah. how do you fight a thing like that, see? So I, I think oh, I'm I know. really up against up, up against City Hall. So if everybody had a way, so, so you say that uh, – 
the Freedom of Information Act is the only way you could access all the data that's going into the first hit. Yeah, and we did a we did a show about that, and I've, and it, it's posted on askthetrucker.com. I don't have it here in front of me, but uh, you know, people can go to askthetrucker.com and scroll down. And on the right hand side, there'll be a little uh, search bar, keyword search bar, and uh, just type in CSA 2010, and you'll see all the posts that we've uh, made about this. And uh, you'll see the post, and it tells you how to uh, um, how to go about through the Freedom of Information Act, how to access your data, and uh, what you can do to uh, challenge incorrect. I just don't have it here in front of me, but um, uh, just keyword CSA 2010 on com blog, and you can find it. Or just Google CSA 2010. I'm sure you can find it on the governmental site. But, um, yeah, they do have a way of doing that. Um, and I know a lot of drivers have, so it's probably it, it really is a good idea for all the drivers listening to when they get home and have some time off to do that and stay on top of it. Because when this thing kicks off, uh, I just see a lot of problems coming. But yeah, there is a, there is a way of doing it. I do have some good news. What? Uh, uh, tickets you get in your car don't count against it. Yeah, I saw that earlier. Yeah, yeah, I so saw that earlier. Yeah. I, I I wonder if that's going to last the whole thing here. I've got so many notes here in front of me. Yeah, but I did see that, so that that that's a really good thing. Yeah, I want to throw something positive out there, just not be the whiny whiny, you know. Um, and and yeah, that's a good thing. They're not going to hold that particularly against you. Um, if I they keep that, if they Pardon? keep that. Oh, I'm just saying, Donna. I saw you popped up again. Did you want to say something? No, no, I was just getting ready just in case I do. But I'm listening to you guys, and, and when the moment hits me, I will. Okay, well, we've only got about six minutes, so. But anyway, Barry, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I just the, the best thing that a driver can do, and, and that's kind of funny. You've got it up on your site how to access that data. Boy, I guess I'm fired, huh? Oh, no, no. I mean, I did that a while back, so, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Oh, I know, I know. I, I think a lot of people are not sure how to use use the blog, but if you just scroll on askthetrucker.com, just scroll down a little bit, and on the right-hand side is a search bar, and mm-hmm. you can put in keywords in that search bar, and that pulls up uh, all the posts on Ask the Trucker that we've, uh, you know, we've talked about. So just, just type in CSA 2010, and you'll find it, but... Uh, yeah, there there is a way. Donna Donna Barry was talking about that. Uh, is it uh, PSP pre-employment uh, thing? Pre-employment screening. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know Mike Rohn um, had a, a big thing about that. Explained it. Matter of fact, I even called in one night and and drove poor Mike crazy because I was asking him so many questions. I think he scratches his head every time he sees me. Excuse me, come on. But uh, no, Mike's a good guy. Room earlier, he had to leave, but uh, he, he's a good guy. Mike Rohn at rmrconsultants.com. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, he's with rmrconsultants.com, and uh, it's actually not part of CSA 2010. But the the funny thing is, they're using the same data uh, that. The TSA 2010 is, is using. So right now the companies actually um, have access to that data for for hiring purposes. 
So it, it, it's kind of an odd duck, really, Barry, because it, it's not part of TSA 2010, and yet, and yet it is. And I think it was uh, required by law. Uh, I'd have to look back at our notes. You know, this, this whole thing is so complicated that you stay away from it for, you know, a week or so, and you're not on it, and then you get everything all confused. Then with them changing the rules all the time, then you really get confused because what went last week doesn't work this week. So I'll check on it for you. But I think that had to come about because of some kind of law with Congress, and uh, Mike Rohn would absolutely know what that is. It actually is exactly the way you're saying. The PSP was mandated by Congress. So, okay. So, yeah, I mean, so I'm, I understand that uh, that it's not directly tied to CSA 2010, but it's it's the same data. So you call no matter what you call it, it's available to the carriers, and that's that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Uh, I'm, well, I'm glad you brought that up, Barry. That's a that just put it put it right <laughs> put it right where it needed to be, and. And Donna, I've only got about uh, about two or three minutes, but um, I, I I do want something. Okay, real, real quick, I just wanted you to um, talk just real quick, uh, just a couple minutes or whatever about uh, our uh, sponsorship here for our show. Yeah, if you guys have noticed on the page, it looks a little different. Um, there's less less blog talk radio ads. Um, we do have a couple of sponsors. Um, so on the main page, it, you would have seen, um, well, first you would have seen our trucker logo or the iPhone trucker app. Scroll down, you see that ticket. And then if you, um, if you go on the listeners page, you'll see the, the tree frog pad that Alan spoke about tonight. Um, and if you're interested in sponsoring and uh, have a commercial with us, uh, it also includes uh, the iPhone Trucker app, uh, Ask the Trucker blog, Image and Link, iPhone Trucker app, and uh, and a couple of other extras that we can discuss uh, if you're interested. Uh, sponsorship is a, a great way to get your, your product, your service out there, and we believe that uh, it's going to be beneficial to everybody. You do have to go through a screening process. We're not accepting from uh, certain companies, so... Uh, uh, you know, just, just give us a call. The other thing I want to just tell you is I just got a text from Jen McCarter, and Jazz will be crossing into North Carolina, and that's Jazzy, Jazzy Jordan um, from listjazz.com. And uh, they're encouraging drivers, if they can, donate $17 on, uh, for the 17th year anniversary of Sheila woman who died and the reason she's running for the St. Christopher's Fund. Uh, so uh, if you want more information on that, it's runwithjazzy.com, uh, thekeystruckers.com, and uh, they'll give you more information on that. And uh, I, I hope I, I, I touched on everything with our sponsorship. I know we're real excited about it. Uh, we signed up another company um, tonight, actually, and we're looking forward to them. Hold on, I'm going to get their name. Okay, yeah, it's a great, great way if you want your, if you'd like to see your uh, website up on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, almost six million listeners per month for the whole thing, and uh, 
uh, we get the sponsors and everything, we will more than likely be going to three days a week. So anyway, what's the other one that you got, Donna? Real quick, got about a minute. I didn't want to mess this up. I wanted to make sure I had the uh, right name. It's Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. And I know Alan makes a big deal about truck leasing. He, he investigated this company because you know how he is about, about preaching about truck leasing. And this looks like a great company. Um, they're out of Iowa, in Sisson, Iowa. And uh, we're, we're really looking forward to them being aboard. They signed on tonight, 7 o'clock, right before the show. Uh, Joe Hardestall, I believe, I hope I didn't mess up his name too bad. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, having them aboard on our sponsorship program. Okay, yeah, great. Glad to have them aboard. And if you're interested in being a sponsor for Truth About Trucking Live, just contact Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Uh, we we would uh, be glad to have you here. So uh, sounds good. Uh, about out of time, I want to thank our listeners and those in the chat room for joining us this evening, and thanks to all the callers, and, of course, thanks to my co-host, Barry Stutsky. And you can catch Barry on his own show right here on Blog Talk Radio, Self-Reliance Radio. So, Barry, thanks for hanging with me, and Donna, thank you, and uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Our next show will be live on Wednesday, April 21st, 2010 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to pay tribute to our owner-operators, the owner-operator spirit, next time on Truth About Trucking Live. You can see our show schedule at blogtalkradio.com slash truthabouttrucking. And be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites. And come join us on our blog at askthetrucker.com. We're going to leave you with Jan McCarter, actually, performing Pretty Girls Drive Big Rigs 2. We've got a lot of requests for this song, and believe it or not, Pretty Girls Do Drive Big Rigs too. So you can download this tune from their website, thekeystruckers.com. And so until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and like always, thanks for listening.
Okay, truck driver Jan McCarter, the keystruckers.com, Pretty Girls Drive Big Rigs 2, 40 seconds to go. I just wanted to jump in. Thanks, everybody, everybody in the chat room. I see you there. I appreciate it. Uh, all our callers, um, everybody who uh, participated in the show, appreciate it. And we are trying to get to three shows per week. Uh, so if you're interested in sponsoring Truth About Trucking Live, the premier trucking talk radio show on Blog Talk Radio, Donna at truthabouttrucking.com. Love to have you aboard. We'll see you next week for the show, the, the owner-operator spirit. So until then, again, thanks, everybody. Be safe, and we will see you next time right here on Truth About Trucking Live.